You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And a good afternoon. It's always great to have you here on Listen Up. Grant Neep here with you. We get you ready for the weekend. We got some baseball to talk about. It's about freaking time. Isn't it amazing that you can negotiate for as long as MLB and the Players Association did, and you can't get this done at the first deadline before they started chopping games? Now, we'll get into that and what it all means, but I I just – there's been so much public relations damage done to the sport. It's just mind-boggling to me. It really is. That here we are on March 12th, and, you know, why couldn't they do this by March 1st? You know? At least at least they're going to have a season. At, at least they got it done, but... You know, it's just like baseball doesn't ever seem to get it right. They just don't seem to get it right. You know, they really don't. What do you think? And again, I don't give a damn about player salaries. I don't care about, you know, the draft. I don't care about any of that stuff. You know what? Get on the field and play the game. So it's going to be back to work. Spring training games will begin next week. And then we can get this season rolling. Uh Again, baseball just does not seem to really get things right. They just don't. Hey, if you want to get in on the show today, all you got to do is hit that hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it right here on Listen Out. But again, the best thing is uh, if you are a fan of the sport, then I, I guess you're happy, right? You know, I guess you're happy. All right, other big news today or I should say, as we get into the weekend, has to do with Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans. He does not have to concern himself now with legal action. A grand jury has cleared Watson. He will not face criminal charges. How about that? That's a huge story for Watson. He had been accused of a sexual assault or has been and harassment by 22 women. And a grand jury decided today that he will not be criminally charged in Houston. How about that? Isn't that something? What do you think about that? What do you think about that? All right. 
Hit me up. All right. Hit me up. I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. All right. What do you think? Does that mean that Deshaun Watson is going to be playing football week one? Or will the National Football League do what they always do and step in and suspend him for his conduct anyway? I think the latter. How many games, how many weeks would it be? All right. So he's not going to face criminal charges. Is he going to be traded before the draft? All right. Deshaun Watson said, it's definitely a very emotional moment for me. I know we're far from being done of handling what we need to handle on the legal side, but today is definitely a big day. It's the first time, by the way, Watson has spoken to reporters in a year. It's actually over a year. Quote, I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for letting the truth be heard. And I thank everyone that was a part of this for seeing and hearing both sides. That's what my point and my team wanted to do is have a fair slate of us telling our side of the story and letting the conclusion come to what happened today. And that's what the grand jury decided on. I'm just going to keep fighting to rebuild my name and rebuild my appearance in the community and on the legal side, handle what we need to handle, but also get ready to get on the field and prep for that. So, you know what? This is huge. It really is. This uh, is a huge story because now a team will definitely trade for Watson. You know, if he gets suspended six games, you know, he's one of the top quarterbacks, one of the top talents in the National Football League. Now we're going to see some movement, right? We're going to see some movement. So what do you think about that? What do you think about that decision by the grand jury? I mean, we don't know what went on. So, I mean, what I mean, what, what, what do you mean? What do you think that means for Watson in terms of getting traded? He's going to get moved. We know that. He is going to get moved. It's big news. Very big news in the National Football League. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon. What do you think about baseball? What do you think about the NBA? You know, we run down the standings now as the season. How about the... I did my rant on this today. By the way, if you didn't get a chance, listen to my podcast today with Mike Pereira from the NFL on Fox. Just love talking to Mike. But how about last night? Huh? How about what the Nets did to Philadelphia? How about James Harden? Did my rant on this today. How about James Harden, huh? The guy goes 3 of 17 playing against the Nets, which say what you want, now is a big rivalry because of the trade. Obviously, the proximity between the two cities, but more so because of the trade now. How about Harden for the Philadelphia 76ers? Philadelphia, by the way, third in the East. Harden is 3 of 17, all three of his baskets from downtown. Does not make a freaking two-point basket. Does it get any worse than that? 
the now think about this. The I mean, the Nets go in there, right? The Nets go into Brooklyn or go into uh, Philadelphia, and they embarrass, absolutely embarrass the Sixers. One twenty nine to one hundred. One twenty nine to one hundred. And Harden, again, in a big game, 3 of 17. 3 of 17. Five assists, four turnovers. 3 of 17. How do you go, how do you, how do you play almost 30 minutes at his level of talent? And he's talented. Make no mistake about it. And not score a freaking two-point basket. Uh, by the way, I'm sure you, but did you see Ben Simmons? They booed the hell out of him. He went through, you know, before the game workout. You know, he then comes out and sits on the bench. I mean, I don't know. Now, I know the people are going to go, well, wait a minute, Grant. It's only his first loss. In six games since he's been in the lineup. No, it's a big game. Big game. It's a big game. Now, I don't know about Kevin's ran after the game because Simmons was, I mean, the Philly fans, as you thought, they were ruthless. And, you know, I, I get it. Here's what Durant said after the game. I think all of us look at Ben as our brother. We knew this was a hostile environment. It's hard to chant at Ben Simmons when you're losing by that much. Huh. Kyrie Irving, quote, we definitely felt like Ben was on our heart. If you come at Ben, you come at us. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that's a little extreme? Seriously. You think that's just you know, talk because it sounds good. They can't really feel that way about Simmons already, can they? Huh? I mean, could they? That's that's a little odd to me. Those comments after the game were a little strange to me. Anyway, Harden missed 14 of 17 field goal attempts. And I just don't understand James Harden. And when I mean I don't understand it, I don't know how you can ever count on the guy in a big, big game. I really don't. Here's what I do know. Steph Curry didn't miss 14 of 17, or, or Seth Curry. He made 10 of 14. Seth also 4 of 8 from downtown. Uh, Andre Drummond, the other player in that deal, 7 points and 7 rebounds. And the 76ers, huh, good luck. Good luck. And I tell you, if Ben Simmons does get on the floor, and who the hell knows, and you have a healthy Durant and healthy Irving, you want to play Brooklyn in the playoffs? I don't think so. You know, they may be eighth right now at 34 and 33, and they 100% are going to be in the play-in tournament. You want to be playing, you know, think about this. Let's say Brooklyn ends up eighth, and you have Miami, the number one seed in the East. You think Miami wants to take on Durant, Irving, 
And if Simmons is on the floor where he can neutralize your best offensive player, hell no. Nobody in the East is going to want to see Brooklyn until they have to. I can guarantee you that. And I can't imagine, you know, Atlanta, Charlotte, you know, either of those teams, Toronto, beating Brooklyn in the play-in tournament. I just can't. All right, now to the West. The Pelicans have lost three in a row. They are 27 and 39. How embarrassing is it that you get into the play-in tournament 12 games under 500? Shame on the NBA. This thing sucks. It's terrible. It's embarrassing for the league. Get rid of the damn play-in tournament, would you? You got Atlanta at 31 and 34. These teams shouldn't be getting into the play-in tournament. It's embarrassing for the league. You know, don't tell me about it stimulates more fan interest. Well, then if it stimulates more fan interest, have every single team in the league make the playoffs or in the play-in tournament. You know, have the Houston Rockets take on the Minnesota Timberwolves, all right? Have the 15th place team take on the 7th. Then if that's really what you want, then that's what you should do. Don't don't tell me it stimulates more interest. Stupid. You know, I got I to gotta watch the New Orleans Pelicans at 12 games under 500, possibly get into a play-in tournament against a team like Minnesota, who's nine games over 500, it's wrong. It's unfair. I mean, it really is. Minnesota, you know, who's having a very good season, who's now won six in a row, should not have to be in the play-in tournament playing against a team that's 12 games under 500. It's just wrong, in my opinion. Absolutely wrong. All right, so then you have Portland with 40 losses. San Antonio, how about all these teams in the West? Look at, just listen to this, all right? The Lakers in ninth at 28 and 37, they've lost two in a row. The Pelicans, they've lost three straight. The Blazers have lost six straight. San Antonio, one game losing streak. The Kings have lost three straight. Oklahoma City has lost four straight. The only team, the Rockets, who, I mean, somehow, some way, beat the Lakers the other night. When I mean somehow, some way, it was only their 17th win of the year. The Kings, meanwhile, are 24 and 44. Think about that. Are the Kings going to win 30 games this year? 24 and 44. Are they going to win? I really mean that. Are they going to win 12 games this year? I don't know. I mean, 30 games this year? Are they going to go, are they going to have a record of 30 wins? What do you think? Let's let's look at the schedule. What an embarrassing season. What a joke. How embarrassing is this? All right. They're going to lose tomorrow at Utah. They're going to lose Monday against Chicago. They're going to lose Wednesday against Milwaukee. In all likelihood, they're going to lose against Boston on Friday. They're going to lose at home against Phoenix. Now, here's where... At Indiana, the Tyrese Halliburton Bowl. At Orlando. At Miami on the 28th. Not going to win that game. Then you have two games against Houston. Home Golden State loss. Home New Orleans. Who the hell knows? At the Clippers. At Phoenix. Do you see the Kings winning Six of those games. Do you see him going 30 wins? 
What an embarrassing season again for the Sacramento Kings. Seriously, it's awful. Absolutely embarrassing. All right, I want to hear from you. Raise your hand. When I do, all you got to do is hit that mic icon like Jerry. Hey, Jerry, good afternoon. How are you today? I'm fine, Grant. How are you doing today? I'm good, buddy. What's going on? Well, um, I was just, uh, man, this Kings team, they could, Grant, they could easily lose 55 to 56 games this season. And if you, if you would have told me that last year, I'd be like, no, they're not going to lose almost 60 games. No, no freaking way. But, man, it's not looking good. They're getting worse. They're not getting better. That's uh, you. There's no disputing that. There is absolutely no way around that. The Kings are worse this year than they were last year. I mean, you really can't get around that. I mean, the record is the record. And, you know, they injury-wise, they haven't any, like, what you would call serious injuries for the most part. I mean, you know, not, not, not like a lot of these, some of these other teams in the league. Uh, you know, like, you look at Miami. They lost Bam Adebayo, their all-star, for over four weeks, and they still have the number one record, you know, in the East. Look at what Phoenix does, you know, without Chris Paul. I can go on and on. Memphis, you know, they went through a long stretch without Morant, and they still win. The Kings, now think about this, 24 and 44, 24 and 44, you're right. They could easily, you're right, they could easily have, you know, well over 50 losses. This team is not going forward. They're going backwards, Clear, plain, plain and simple. They are not moving forward. Grant, do you think Vivek Ranadivay, uh, I know he owns a team, Grant. Uh, uh, do you think Monty McNair's hands are tied? I mean, uh, based on my own previous experience and based on what I know from the past, not what I know presently because I'm not with the team anymore, 100%. Wow. That's not, not, not even, there's not even, I would pretty much wager any amount of money that. Your question is answered by me saying, yes, 100%. Uh, he does not have the freedom to do everything that he wants. I, I would absolutely, oh, yes, yes. Based on what I know, based on what I've seen, I would say that is absolutely true. Now, in defense of Vivek, which I really don't want to defend the guy, that's not atypical across the league. There are a lot of general managers that, have interference, if I can use that term, interference from their owners. You know, it's not like Vivek's the only owner in the league that does that. The problem with Vivek is his knowledge of basketball is maybe as low as anyone I've been around. I mean, his knowledge of professional sports is perhaps as low as anyone that I've ever been around. And I really mean that. I'm, I'm not you know, I'm not trying to throw the guy under the bus. I'm not trying to say I'm bitter because I got, you know, I, I don't work there anymore. Uh, and then I resigned. I'm not, that's, I'm just being honest. His knowledge of professional sports is as low. And uh, he, he really, it's, it's baffling at times. It's mind boggling at times. Um, he does not have an understanding of professional sports. It's, it's, it's just, I don't know what else to say. You know, Grant, I've been a Kings fan ever since I came here, 1985, and it's just like, you know what, I mean, I'm sick and tired of talking about the draft, who they're going to get in the draft, where they're going to be positioned at. It's just like, I mean, it's the same old story. It's, what, 16 straight seasons. Seriously, 16 straight years. Well, Jerry, okay, it's not only 16 straight losing seasons and 16 years of not making the playoffs. There's no relief in sight. It's not like you can look at this team and say, okay, um, they're going to be a sure if no ifs, ands, or buts 
that about a playoff team next year. You can't say that. Now, we don't know what's going to happen in the draft, but you and I both know, Jerry, the Kings are not going to have a blockbuster deal this summer because they don't have the players unless unless you part ways with De'Aaron Fox. Now, personally, if it were me, I would trade De'Aaron Fox. I just don't think you're going to win consistently. And I know he's been on a scoring tear, and I get all of that. But I just do not see, after five years, his shot being any better from either the foul line or the perimeter. And I just don't think you can win long-term in the NBA. When I mean long-term, I'm talking about be an upper echelon team with a point guard that can't shoot. You know, Grant, it's going to uh, be not good if in two years Sabonis leaves and we got nothing for Tyrese Halliburton. That's going to suck big time. Well, let me tell you, if if that's the scenario and you leave and, and Halliburton ends up being an all-star or he ends up being whatever, their best player, whatever the case may be, and Sabonis, as you said, two years from now, is on another team and you get absolutely nothing in return for him because he's an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I mean, you know, you think the attendance is bad now? You ain't seen nothing yet, as they say. <laughs> Grant, thank you. Uh, love the show. Thank you, Jerry. Good weekend. Thank you. You too, buddy. Good call right there. Boy, he's spot on. Spot on. All right, let's get to some more calls. Hey, Eli, good afternoon. How are you today, Eli? Hey, Grant. Doing great. How are you? Good, buddy. What's up? Hey, so speaking of Vivek, did you hear that apparently he's possibly looking into buying the Chelsea soccer team? I did. I did see that, yes. That's so ridiculous and embarrassing, isn't it? Uh, I I don't know what the deal would be. I don't know who would be on the potential ownership group in addition to him. But honestly, if he could buy Chelsea and... Two teams would be too much for his plate, and I don't know the answer to that question. And he could then say, you know what? I'm getting out of the NBA. I'm going to go full-time in soccer. That would be the best thing that could have ever happen to the Sacramento Kings. I mean, that would be the best news that could happen for this franchise. It would be the best thing for all concerned. It would be the best for Beck. He's proved that he's not worthy of being an NBA owner. And by worthy, I'm talking about, you know, being able to put a winning team on the floor. Uh it would be the best thing in the world for the Sacramento Kings if if he could get Chelsea, and that would mean that he would have to relinquish his control uh, for financial reasons with the Kings or because he doesn't have enough time to do both. That would be that would be the best thing. That would be the best case scenario for the Sacramento Kings. You know, that to me would be the best way for the Kings to get out of the doldrums. They need fresh ownership, and I'll tell you something else they need. They need an owner that lives in Sacramento and is living there full-time. You, I, I've gone through this. After Greg Lukenbill sold the team to Jim Thomas, Jim would jet up from Los Angeles for every game, okay? Mm-hmm. Then the Maloofs, you know, they were Vegas. They didn't understand Sacramento. Uh, they ended up spending, you know, probably half their time in Sacramento, but they were still Vegas guys. Uh, they didn't understand Sacramento. Vivek from day one has not understood Sacramento, still does not understand Sacramento because, again, even though he has a residence uh, at the Sawyer, he flies in and out from the peninsula almost every single game. 
Sacramento needs a local person. They need an owner that understands the area and understands Sacramento. I know because I went through this myself. I moved to Sacramento in 87 and I'm like, oh, it's just Sacramento. It's uh, No, you have to understand the community that you're living in. And I will tell you, it took me a long time to really understand how Sacramento works, the history of Sacramento with the families that built the community, the way Sacramentans think, the way they conduct their lives. Uh, it took me several years, it, it, more than several years. And the only way is to live there. I actually consider myself now, you know, a Sacramentan. You know, people ask me where I'm from. I say Sacramento. Why? Because I have lived there for over half my life. You know, people go, well, gee, Grant, you know, he's a New Yorker. Listen, I've lived in Sacramento, okay, for 33 years. I lived in New York for 18 years. Yeah, I'm from New York, but I'm a Sacramentan, and it took me a long time to understand. So what if, what about you, Eli? Don't you think that would be the best case scenario if that could come to fruition and it could be the owner of Chelsea? Yeah, I, I definitely think that. And it's a really interesting point that you raised because I didn't even consider that. I just thought, you know, great, this guy's going to own two teams and whatever marginal effort he was putting into the Kings, it's going to be even worse. So I didn't even consider that. That would be great. Well, again, I, I'm only speaking uh, as, say, as you and I having a conversation. I don't really know what his intentions would be. Uh, I do know this. Chelsea just had uh, their club's credit cards frozen by Barclays. I think it was temporarily, but I believe that just happened uh, today. So, I, and again, I don't really know what that means, but I did read that the club's assets were frozen yesterday uh, after the government sanctions on the owner. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know, who knows what is going to happen? But um, we do know this. It would be difficult, in my opinion, with that team in that league in Chelsea, that would be a full time. And I know Vivek loves soccer and that would be that would be the big stage. I mean, that would be really big, big, big. I, I could see him moving over to that part of the world and saying goodbye to the NBA. I, I could see that. I'm not saying it would happen. All I'm saying is I could see that. Yeah, that would be awesome. I really hope that happens. I'm glad you you brought that up as a possibility. Um, so now you didn't think about that. You didn't think about him selling the Kings if he became the owner of Chelsea. I mean, I'm just curious. Why would that slip your mind? Because you you know you and I have had some great conversations, and you always seem to be thinking about everything. Do you are you thinking? Were you thinking that he would own both franchises? Is that what you were where your head was at? It, yeah, it absolutely was. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer why I didn't consider that. I just figured, you know, Vivek is a guy who likes to be in control and he likes control. So I guess I just assumed that, you know, he would just want to just have more teams and more control. That was really my thought process. I don't know Vivek's portfolio. OK, so in other words, I'm, not, I'm, I'm only speaking on rumors. All right. Uh, when he bought the Kings. He wasn't what you would call wealthy like many of the other owners in the NBA. I believe he only had to pay in the neighborhood of $40 million for his share, okay? And, and the reason why I'm saying this is, again, I, I want to repeat myself. I'm not familiar with Vivek's portfolio. I don't know what he has and what he doesn't have, 
But I and I know that the valuation of the Kings has gone way up. But that's not real money. That's paper money. All right. That that only <laughs> that is only good when you sell your shares. I mean, if you buy something, you know, at fifty million and it's worth, you know. 500 million. Well, that's fine and dandy, but that money's not in your bank. Okay. That's only if you sell it. So right. I'm, 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 again, I don't know what potential ownership group would be with Chelsea. I don't know who's, who he has. I don't know what his stake would be. I don't know how much he has to put in, but just on the surface, it wouldn't surprise me um, if he would need that money from the Kings to conduct the transaction but again i'm only speaking you and me i don't know i'm just throwing it out there yeah that that's interesting so what do you think would let's say he does sell the team do, do you think there'd be any risk of the team at that point potentially moving or is that not really no they they can't move they're locked in to sacramento they have an ironclad lease at golden one center they can't move gotcha okay so yep case, then he gets chelsea and, he gets and i'll tell you right now if, if Avec sold the kings and they had new ownership even if the Kings have 55 losses this year, I'm telling you right now, ticket sales would go through the roof this offseason. I can absolutely guarantee you uh, there would be a huge influx in season ticket sales with the Kings. Absolutely guarantee it. I know so. I've had a lot of people tell me that. There are a lot of people I know that are not season ticket holders anymore because of Vivek, and they would get right back into the game. No doubt in my mind. Well, I guess we can cross our fingers on that. Uh, hey, can I ask you one other quick question? Yes. Um, so I was uh, watching uh, part of that first LeBron game in Sacramento, part of the clips of that on YouTube, and I think it was the ESPN broadcast or whatever it was. And I've been wondering this for a while, but do you have any of the old broadcasts that you and Jerry used to do, the local ones? Uh, not from that far back, you know, because Jerry and I did that game. And... I would love to be able to watch that game, but no, I don't have any access to that game. Uh, the one thing that stands out to me about that game was Jerry's comment in the middle of the game. You know, here's a kid right out of high school playing in his first ever NBA game. And Jerry made the comment that, you know, boring injury, we may be, and we might end up looking at the greatest player in the history of the game. How about that? Jerry, Jerry yeah. made that comment you know, that first game. And the thing also I remember about that game, Jerry and I were featured on LeBron's first ever Nike commercial as a professional. And, you know, you can Google that. That's on YouTube. Uh, I was, they used my voice for the commercial and Jerry and I were part of the commercial and it was a lot of fun doing that. So um, that was, that was neat as well. That was neat as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess I was just wondering if, um, you know, either you had any old broadcasts or there was any way to get them out just because, you know, Kings fans don't have much to you, look forward to. No, you know, the only the only place that I sometimes go back and look uh, is on YouTube. I don't know how far back clips go of games the other day. I think it was on Jason Williams birthday. You know, I think the NBA put out a some highlights from Jason Williams and some of them were from his rookie year, but that's 1998, I believe, you know, which is a long time ago, but not what we're talking about. You know, I, I don't know how far back you can access video. I really don't, you know? So I guess if it's 1998, that would mean that LeBron's game should be back there too. As you said, you can watch LeBron's highlights that were on ESPN, but I don't know about our broadcast that I did with Jerry. I really don't. Yeah, those golden years, it'd be so fun to listen to you and Jerry. Oh. <laughs> well, I wish there well you think about, that. I mean, think about that. Think about, you know, beginning in 98, 99, 
that season. Think about that era of eight straight years of making the playoffs and the early 2000s when the Kings, you know, that had, you know, winning 60 games. And, yeah, that was fun. We had some great, great, we had some amazing, great games. Uh, And, of course, the playoffs, too, that Jerry and I did, you know, back then. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. No, I'm not going to lie to you. That was, that was incredible. I remember, you know, what's funny you bring that up. I remember being on the bus when the Kings were the best team in the NBA. And I remember pulling up to other arenas and there would be so many fans outside just wanting to see the Kings bus pull up. And I remember pulling inside, you know, the bus parks inside most venues. Sometimes it's outside, but mostly it's inside. And I remember thinking to myself, as the bus was going from the hotel to the arena, I remember thinking to myself, wow, you know, I'm on a bus with the best team in the league, and we're going to kick this team's ass tonight, and everyone knows it. And thinking as you were getting off the bus that you knew you were going to win, you were supposed to win, and that the arena was going to be full because all arenas sold out when the Sacramento Kings came to town because it was a show that needed to be watched. Seriously, everywhere we went, the building was full with maybe, maybe the exception of Atlanta and maybe two or three other markets. But every, you know, the Kings led the league in attendance on the road because they were sold out everywhere. Think about that. Think about the Kings leading the league in road attendance. How about that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Uh, I guess a far cry from anything we'll see anytime soon. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Eli. Uh, yep, Have thank a good you. weekend. You too. Take care. All right. It's a good call. I really remember that. I know that's crazy, but I remember being on the bus and just going, wow, this is so unbelievable that I remember flying down to L.A. to play Christmas Day, you know, against the Lakers. I remember flying down on Christmas Eve and how huge it was. And the Kings also played at home on Christmas Day. I remember, you know, against the Mavericks and the whiteout game. And But there were some great, great years, boy. That was fun. All right, let's get to Alfred. Hello, Al. How are you today? Hey, Nate, boy, a lot happening, man, in the last couple of days. I'm telling you, the, uh, the Sean Watson case, you know, I get, I, yep. I'm not a legal guy. My comment would be, you know, grand juries are, are to save the court time. They impartial group. Here's all the evidence, you know, presented by both sides. 
let me make a decision here. I don't think this is, you got a case. So, you know, it's, it's, to me, it's like, how many accusations were there? And they, and they rejected every single one. I don't know. I don't, I haven't followed it that much or looked at the details, but that's like, out of all those accusations, I mean, you know, seems like the odds well, would be. Uh, you know, again, I, I don't know what this grand jury saw and didn't see, but obviously, you know, they didn't feel there was enough evidence to move forward, uh, as you said. But now what will the NFL do? Because the NFL has always been their own judge and jury. I know a lot of people think that's crazy, but that's the way the NFL operates. So what's going to happen? Are they going to suspend Watson now that the criminal uh, charges will not be filed? I, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Well, you know, I saw some pop up about uh, speaking to Ben Roethlisberger's case years back, and they yep. did suspend him. And, you know, thinking about the, uh, you know, Eli, the Me Too movement, you know, with the silence and everything in the league trying to, I, I got to think he'd be suspended. But, hey, at least he's still got his career. If he gets suspended for, what, uh, five or six games, his career is still, still there. You know, I mean, it's not like he's, He's going to jail and going to criminal court, you know. Yeah, I can't. I, I'd be shocked if he were suspended more than half the season. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe four games, maybe six games. But the, the point is, teams will now trade for him. There's no question right. he will be moved by the Houston Texans. The question is, you know, what can he get back or what can the Texans get back? He's a hell of a quarterback. I mean, the guy's unbelievably yeah. talented. So this will definitely pave the way for movement. No, No question about that. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, as far as the Kings and the memories, I remember you guys, you and Jerry, you did the first commercial, you know, and everybody's yep. standing there. He gets LeBron, the Pat Ball comes in him. He's standing there like everybody's like, he's not doing nothing. He's just standing there. He's like, he's 18 years old. He, he's frozen, and he just kind of smiles. And you were saying later on, every time that commercial played, you and Jerry – we get like a subsidy check in the mail and you could be talking to Jerry and be sick. You talked about this on, on 11 for you. Hey, I got another check. The checks would just come in every time they played it. It was one of the most amazing things because they paid us a stipend for the day. And I believe it was under a thousand dollars. Right. And we were like, we'll yeah. do it for free. You know what I mean? Um, and it was amazing because, Oh, the, 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 the commercials really only ran, for the week. The first time I saw the commercial was on Sunday leading up to the week of game one. And I saw it on the NFL games yeah. and I was just blown away. And then it was on every NFL game. You know, they flooded the market. All right. Yeah. So I'm just like, wow, this is so cool. Then about, I don't know, a month later, Jerry Reynolds calls, Jerry calls me and he goes, did you get another check? I go, what are you talking about? He goes, I just got to, I went, you know, and I went to the mailbox and I had another check and yeah. you know, I can't, I can't even remember the amount, but it was like, you know, 800, $900. And I'm like, yeah. Then like a couple of days later, I, I called Jerry. I go, Jerry, you've been to the mailbox yet. And this went on for a couple of months. So I ended up making on that commercial probably, it was probably under $5,000, but it was, you know, free money. And I, it was great. And, uh, we always got a kick out of that. We really did get a kick out of that. I remember you talking like that. Hey, Jerry, you go to your mailbox and it's like, I guess yep. it's like when you get like a, when a TV show that's been running for a while, gets a syndication, 
And then everybody is in it all of a sudden at syndication, and that means they're going to be rerunning it. That means you get the ding, ching, ching every time the show is uh, rerun or shown on another network, which they like to do these days. So that that was pretty incredible. But uh, well, I'll tell you what else. You know, LeBron wasn't there when we were there. All right. I mean, we were never around LeBron James. Uh, matter of fact, we never. Uh, the name of the commercial, by the way, if you want to look at it on YouTube, it's Nike yeah. slash LeBron James Pressure. The name of the commercial was Pressure. Yeah. And it was uh, it's amazing how they shoot those commercials. We were never around LeBron. We never saw LeBron. We were it was just, <laughs> you know, it, it looks like the arena is full. There probably was yeah. 100 people in the stands and he just kept on moving the people around. And you, uh, it's pretty fascinating. You know, I think they took three days in Sacramento at Arco Arena to shoot that commercial. And Jerry and I were only there for one day. And then it's interesting. I got a call about, oh, a week or two later from the producer of the commercial. And he said, listen, I need you to go to this audio. I need you to go to this studio in Sacramento. And I need you to cut a new audio track. Can you do that? I said, sure. So I went and cut a new audio track. Uh, and then they put it all together. And Jerry and I are actually seen on the commercial for a couple yeah. of seconds in the middle of it. And But they used my voice through the whole thing, which is pretty damn cool. It was awesome. I, I loved it. And so that was a memory. I remember you guys talking. But as far as the Kings, if if Vivek ever sells, I mean, I, I agree with you, man. I've, I've watched Kings fans since I moved here in 89. And first it was the Maloose who things went awry. They just couldn't keep it going. And they had one foot out the door. That's when the attendance started to kind of slip. Kings fans are just devoted and passionate. They deserve a lot better. And now yep. if Ranadive can, can sell. Ranadive, yep. And get, yeah, yep. and then get somebody who's committed to actually being an owner and being, you know, visible and being involved, then, oh, that, that just, it starts to Yeah, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't characterize Vivek as not being involved and, you know, not being there. I, 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 I don't want to be unfair to the guy. Uh, he, he, right. he is committed. He is committed. He just doesn't know what he's doing from a basketball sense, but he is committed. It's not like he doesn't take it seriously. I mean, he's at the games. He's, he is, he is a committed owner. I mean, I want to be fair here. It's just that he yeah. doesn't really know what he's doing. Hey, I want to add one other thing. You might find this interesting. You might not. Yeah. So uh, w- one of my very, very best friends is a major league baseball umpire. Okay. And right. he, he was the uh, in the in the Derek Jeter respect commercial by Nike. He was the home plate umpire, and you know, so he and I are just like think about that. Now he didn't speak; he was just a home plate umpire. But think about you know, just two guys that met were just like, and we both are in. I'm in the LeBron James Nike commercial, and he's in the Derek Jeter Nike respect commercial. Small world, man. It's pretty amazing that the things that you come you come across. But um, but back to Vivek. He's committed. All right. He's, I don't want to make it sound like the guy's not committed and he doesn't care. He does care. I mean, he really does. He he does care. Uh, but he's just he he's not. He just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand uh, yeah. the sport. Uh, he doesn't understand how professional sports works. He doesn't understand athletes. I mean, he just doesn't. I mean, I, I I'm being brutally open and transparent and honest here. He's not. He's he's a guy that lacks knowledge. Uh, It's pretty sad, actually. (laughs) I'm at a loss for words here because I'm trying to use the right adjectives because I want to be real. 
I want to be real here. I don't, the guy, I don't want to make it sound like the guy doesn't care about the city, doesn't care about the team, doesn't. Yes, he does. He does care. He is committed. He just doesn't know what he's doing. There are two big differences. And he, and he, and he won't step back and let his people that he's hired do their job. And you know, no, he won't. So I guess he, he thinks, kind of look, he, 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 yeah. no, he, he thinks he knows more about coaching than the coaches. He, right. he really does. He thinks he knows more about coaching than the coaches do. I hear you. Well, I hope he, I hope he sells for Kings fans sake. And, uh, Either that or maybe that uh, woman who's high up. We spoke a couple of months ago. I asked, what about someone in the office, commissioner's office? And you said there's Amy. I can't remember her last name. Amy, her name's Amy Brooks. She's from Sacramento. Um, she's very high up in yeah. the NBA. She's like third in command, if I'm not mistaken. You know, And I know her husband uh, works uh, in New York. And I don't see her for at least, and again, I don't want to speak for Amy. I'm only speaking what I'm guessing here. I don't think she would come back. Uh, I, I just don't see that. And it wouldn't be in an ownership capacity anyway. It would be in management, but she'd be great. Amy's great. Amy is phenomenal. Um, Amy is really one of the top executives in the NBA. Yeah. She's great, but I, I, don't, I don't see that really happening. And I think she she is a love she has a love for the Sacramento area because she oh. she's from oh. this area and yes yes I, I was thinking in terms of maybe she could even meet with Randeep if he doesn't sell and try to talk some sense in him too. But anyway, you have a good night, man. Take care. Thank you. All right, that's not going to happen. You know, no one's going to talk to Vivek and things are going to change. That's that would not happen. All right. That would not happen. All right, let's get to other uh, calls on this Friday with Jerry. Hello, Jerry. You're on with Grant Napier. Hey, Grant. Hey, listen, I kind of wanted to uh, chime in on the uh, possibility of Vivek. Well, I mean, Vivek is already interested in uh, buying Chelsea. I don't think FIFA is going to allow it. I think, don't you think they're going to kind of look at his body of work in the NBA, realize what he's been doing, hasn't really been successful, and there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, other rich guys also lined up to buy the team. I just don't really have much hope, but. I mean, you know, I don't know. Is it is it is it who comes to the table with the most money or I, I, I don't know what the answer would be. I, yeah, I, no, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not the biggest soccer expert. There's probably other people that are. But, you know, uh, it'd be it'd be interesting. But, you know, at least there is slight hope. Another thing is um, I'm going to kind of shy away from sports for this one. Um, I was wondering if I can ask you for some advice. Um, I'm going on a date tonight at seven o'clock. I'm wondering if you can provide me with any good dating advice. Nope. I cannot. I haven't dated in in decades, so uh, no. I, 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 I uh, good luck. You know, <laughs> you're at you're talking. You're making no, no, no. No, I really don't. You're gonna have to ask somebody else. I'm laughing. No, that is really a great question. Somebody calling up Grant Napier for some dating advice. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. Uh, that's very funny. No, I, 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 you're cracking me up. Hey, Jerry, I, Jerry, you know what? I needed a laugh today and you just gave me a really good laugh. That is beautiful. Calling on me for dating advice. No, I'm sorry. Uh, you're, I'm the wrong person to give you dating advice. Well, I guess that I'll is hilarious. What I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm just going to take you to the, uh, Folsom Palladio Starbucks and walk around. I guess we'll see what happens from there. Well, you know what? Um, I, uh, good luck. Have fun. <laughs> you know, I, I the Palladio, the Palladio, the Palladio, the Palladio is a beautiful area and, um, you know, there's things to do, but good luck, you know, 
Just yeah. be yourself, be sincere, and you know, have fun. You know, have fun. All right. That's yeah, funny. I guess, I guess I'll give it a shot. You know, I met her on Tinder, so uh, I guess we'll see what happens. Hopefully see, that's good. see now. See now. Now you're now you're really throwing me for a loop because like, you know, when I was growing up and when I was dating or even in my adult life, I mean, you know, you would meet someone the, uh, the good old fashioned way, you know, in person, you know, by happenstance, uh, when you least expect it, you know, we didn't go on apps. We didn't go on match.com, Tinder, you know, and everything else. So no, you are 100% asking the, uh, you're asking the wrong person, all right? I'll just tell you this. I wish you good luck. I hope you have a good time, all right? I appreciate it. I'll let you, go how, I'll let you know how it goes uh, next week if that's cool. Yeah, you call me next week and let me know. All right. Have a good weekend. All right, take care. That's hilarious. Someone calling up me, asking me uh, for dating price or dating advice. All right, more on this, okay? So um, Vivek is putting together a bid, okay? Because the Russian billionaire, uh, Abramovich, all right, with what's going on in the invasion of Ukraine, he's selling, all right, and everything is a mess there, all right? Uh, now, if, if Vivek is successful, he would, similar to what happened in the NBA, became the first person of Indian descent to own a uh, English football club, all right? So we'll see. Now, again, I don't know what this would mean for the Kings if he's successful, all right? There are two other American bidders. I know that there was a uh, uh, Woody Johnson, the owner of the Jets, is one, and uh, I can't remember the other, but there were two others, all right? The value of the franchise is $3.35 billion, which is the fourth highest value of any English football club. So, you know, he bought the, you know, the, the total for the Kings in 2013 was $534 million, And the Kings are now worth $2 billion. So, you know, that's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Now, this is interesting because I'm reading, I'm, I'm going to read this article. This is from SB Nation. And it says, well, it's just interesting their perspective. Chelsea FC fans that follow the NBA have not shown much excitement or interest in Ron Adive buying their team due to the lack of success he has had in Sacramento. However, he would likely fare much greater in Chelsea due to the club's already talented roster and strong foundation. Chelsea is also a much more attractive city to players than Sacramento is. Um, we'll see what happens. You know? We'll see how to, we'll see what happens. All right. Hey, if you want to get in on the program before we hit the weekend, all you have to do is hit your hand icon, uh, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Uh, next week, I will 100% be doing shows on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I may have a conflict of uh, being in the air for the period of time that I would normally do this show on Monday afternoon. 
I don't know if I'm going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be off my flight. I might be. I, we'll see. All right. So I'm actually trying to change my flight on Monday so I can do the show. But if not Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, and Friday. Also, we'll be on No Filter with Sean Salisbury and a couple of other things. You know, I've talked about this and what I want to do with this show. All right. And what I want to do with this show is obviously grow it significantly. You know, I put my show up on my podcast platform and I get really good numbers from people that are listening to this show after I've already done it because not everybody can listen live. And I, I'm, I'm really uh, encouraged by how many people listen to these shows every day on Listen App. And, it, and again, I know a lot of people work or they're in school and not everyone can listen every day at three o'clock. And I've done shows at four o'clock. I've done shows at five o'clock because I'm trying to experiment, you know, what's the best time. And I'm talking about Pacific. So I'm trying to find the right combination that would give the most people access to live. Because the one thing that's great about live, it's interactive. I can't, you know, if you're listening to this, when I put it on my podcast platform and on my website, you should check out my website, by the way. It's been updated and it's easy as pie uh, if you don't like that.com. All right. So if you want to find the easiest way to access everything I do, I would just say go to my website. All right. If you don't like that.com, everything is on there. Uh, there's a link right to all of my social media pages. It has all of my latest podcasts. Uh, it's very easy. You know, already today, you know, got Mike Pereira has been loaded. You got my rant is today. I mean, it's all right there. It's easy. Uh, you can just click on a link at the bottom, whether it's my Facebook, Twitter, or anything else, YouTube channel. You can ask me questions that I use on Crowd Ultra. Everything is there for you. All right. So uh, check it out. You want the easiest way to access my work? Because, you know, like Al. You know, Alfred and I are the same. You know, we're technological idiots, right? We really are. Like, you know, they, a lot of this stuff is foreign to us. I've learned a lot since I've started doing this podcast, but I was like Alfred where I'm like, gee, I don't know how to listen to a podcast. So, you know, again, you can, I make it simple. Just go to my website uh, if you don't like that.com. All right. Hey, if you want to come on the program today, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. Again, Major League Baseball, yeah, it's going to happen. We can talk about that a little bit. Uh, if you have any more comments about Vivek and Chelsea, uh, whether he would get the bid or not, again, I don't know. And I also have no idea what that would mean towards the Sacramento Kings. But I, I'm not, I do know this. Uh, Chelsea is, you know, on the big boy stage. I'm not saying the NBA is not, but I mean, if you're going to compare Chelsea to the Sacramento Kings, I, I you know, you just got to call it the way it is. Uh, I, if that were to occur, all right, then that would be that'd be unbelievably significant. And again, I don't know how that would impact uh, Sacramento. And he might just own both, you know, he might. All right. So again, according to the reports, their bid is being wrapped up and we'll see. You know, I don't even know who would be part of the ownership group. I know Vivek can't do it by himself. So 
he would have to have, you know, others on the ownership group. All right. I, I now I'm reading that a Swiss billionaire was also reportedly approached by Chelsea. Um, and that he okay. Here we go. Swiss philanthropist Hans Jorg Weiss and L.A. Dodge owner co-owner Todd Bowley, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, they're interested in buying Chelsea. All right. And again, there were reports that Woody Johnson would be as well. I know one thing: if you're interested in buying Chelsea, you better you better overbid. That's for damn sure. You know, you better not. We'll see. All right. Remember, you want to come on before we uh, adjourn for the day. Hit your hand icon. Uh, raise your hand. Let's look at the uh, NBA schedule tonight before we uh, wrap up the show. Again, the uh, Kings in action uh, tomorrow. Uh, tonight in the NBA, you got Minnesota at Orlando. The Clippers are in Atlanta. Boston hosts Detroit. Miami is home to Cleveland. Dallas is in Houston to take on the Red Hot Rockets, who have a one-game winning streak. The Knicks are in Memphis. Charlotte travels to New Orleans. It's Utah and San Antonio from South Texas. And Toronto is in Phoenix. All right? So that is your uh, NBA schedule. And again, looking ahead to tomorrow, the Kings are in Utah uh, to take on the Jazz. So there's your NBA schedule for tonight. You know, I hope you have a fabulous weekend. We'll take some more calls, but I really do. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll start getting into some uh, baseball talk a little bit uh, next week. All right, let's get to my good buddy, my buddy from radio, who's now on Listen App with me, John. Hello, John. How are you doing, man? You having a good week? I'm doing great, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. Good hearing from you. What's happening? Man, you as well. Well, one thing, hey, baseball's back. Did you really think that was going to happen this soon? No. No, I did not. I was I very surprised to see some that. Reason. Yeah, it, for some reason, you know, I was kind of positive a couple weeks ago, and then all that crap happened, and I thought, man, this ain't going to happen for months. But now it finally just happened. I, I'm glad to see it, but I'm still kind of kind of surprised, but I'm glad it's back. You know what I mean? Yeah, me too, John. Very happy that it's yeah. back. Absolutely. Hey, I so, uh, John, John, I know you, John, I know you've been listening to you know my show for a long while, and I wanted to finish my thoughts on what I was just saying. Please. But you know, my my goals for this show, this is uh, I'm in baby steps right now, and this is just the infancy, and I'm working on some things, you know, behind the scenes to take this thing uh, up several levels on the uh, big time meter scale. So I'm I'm really hoping that that is is gonna come to fruition, John, and. You know, I, I want to take over Sacramento. I want to do a lot of other things. So um, it's going to happen. Uh, and I really appreciate your support and the others on this app. But anyway, go ahead, buddy. Hey, man, Grant, you have my support and all my friends, my family and everything. I'm so glad to hear that. And Thank I, I you, wanted buddy. I to get a couple couple memories of Arco. I was about eight, eight or nine rows up and Jay Will hit Doug Christie and said, hey, shoot it, shorty. That was one of my favorite <laughs> memories right there. Yeah, that is right. <laughs> shoot it, shorty. That's a classic, huh? Yeah, yep. and Doug looked yep. like, who are you calling short? And, you know, like I told Doug, Doug, check it out. You're 6'8", buddy. You're not short. Nobody means that. <laughs> That's funny. I love that. That's Another great one, stuff. Uh, man, I was sitting next to Marty McNeil 
I was there by myself when I was sitting next to Marty McNeil out of the blue. Weber fouled someone. I think they were playing Houston. Weber fouled someone. He just got up and said, what the hell? I started yelling. I, I kind of stood up and said, come on, Webb, don't bitch. You got him. I didn't know he could really hear him, but he kind of looked, turned and looked yep. and walked away from his complaint. And Marty well, looked at me and said, man, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Most Kings fans don't do that. They think they can do no wrong. I said, well, look, Marty, he fouled him. Did you see? He's all, man, I saw it. I saw it. Well, the next day, Weber got traded. And that wow. kind of blew me away. <laughs> Marty McNeil, the longtime uh, beat writer yeah. for the Sacramento Kings. I love Marty. Marty was me a too. special human being. My father sure loved Marty. My, my, every time my dad used to come to Sacramento, he and Marty would have the longest conversations. Um, Marty would sit next to me when I was broadcasting games. That's just happened where, and he would always be talking to the players on the court. And Marty was great. Yeah. Uh, the players loved Marty. Marty loved the players and the coaches. You know, God rest his soul. Uh, we lost Marty yeah. way too soon. But, um, yeah, Marty McNeil, boy, what a great guy. You, I, I used to just love being around Marty McNeil. Man, it was great. Hey. I was probably third or fourth row, and I was just behind yep. one of the baskets. Yep. I wasn't on the side, but I was behind one of the baskets with, you know, a pretty decent seat, only, you know, 12, 20 feet maybe from from the rim. And just to sit – and I didn't really, you know, yep. know yep. – I didn't know for sure it was Marty because, you know, I, I'm a little nuts. I go crazy at the games. I'm I'm a passionate fan. You yeah, know? I got you. Good turns, for you. Said, Man, thank you. You know, that was another well, really cool one. Yeah, hey, John, really you cool have one. a great weekend. All right, buddy. Good hearing from hey, you. you. Take care. Same, Be Grant, safe. And we will. Uh, you did the same, buddy. We'll talk next week. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. Be good, man. Good stuff there from John. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen Up on this uh, busy Friday as we get you into the weekend. And it's Brian. Hey, Brian, how are you today? I'm good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, Brian. Hey, I missed a good portion of your show. I just wanted to get your quick take on the the, the new structure with the MB, uh, B. If you like it, don't like it. Just want to hear your you know, I, quick overview. I don't care. I don't care. Just get on the field and play. I didn't. I don't care what the parameters of the agreement are between the players and the owners. It makes no difference to me. Obviously, we'll get into some of the new rule changes next week. But in terms of you know what the players are going to make, the luxury tax system, the draft. I don't care. I've never cared about that. It makes no difference to me. I don't care how much players make. I don't care what the minimum salary is. I don't care about all of those aspects. I just want the sport to be played. What about you? Oh, we lost you. But anyway. Thanks for the call. I really appreciate that. But that's pretty much how I feel about that. All right, let's get to uh, one more call before we wrap it up for the weekend, and we'll go to Jerry. Hey, Jerry, what's going on? 
Hey, Grant, uh, one more thing. Um, you know what? I, I'm just so happy what's going on in Lakerland. And do you think uh, the Lakers would have been better if they would have traded for Buddy Hield? Yes. Well, they couldn't have been any worse. I mean, they're ninth. They're awful. Uh, yes, the chemistry probably would have been better. It probably would have suited their needs better. So in retrospect, yes, absolutely. And, you know, the word on the street is, you know, that LeBron James is the one that nicks that deal. Wow. And Graham, one more thing. Um, I do tell my friends at work uh, that you're on Listen App and I, I tell them, you know, check them out. You know, it's a good, it's a great show. So. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that, man. You have a great weekend. I appreciate your support. All right, sir. You too. Thank you. All right. Hey, listen, I hope everybody out there does have a fabulous weekend. Good Friday show. Like the calls. Uh, I hope that, you know, we can uh, grow this into multiple hours. We're going to get there. We're going to do it. Got a lot of things planned, but I just want to thank you for your support. Again, have a fabulous weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next week right here on Listen Up. So. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.